My day's kind of open after that, so. Fantastic. All right, sir. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. Okay. Okay, so like I said, music, and then I'll introduce you, and then we'll have a talk. Sure. All right. Hello, and welcome to Morning Fuel. I am your host, John Bundy, and you are here because you believe in the power of the spoken word and its ability to change lives. And that by sharing our stories, we can help others to overcome challenges that they cannot overcome on their own. Whether it's a victory you need to win in business or in your own personal life, you understand that the answers can be found in listening to others who are willing to share their stories, knowing that their story ultimately doesn't belong to them. All right, today's guest, seeing a friend in need, started him on his business ownership journey. One of his favorite things about what he does is the satisfaction that comes from building something and being able to put your own stamp on it. When asked what he does to keep productive, he replied, I am a firm believer in calendar blocking. When offering advice to others aspiring to succeed as a business owner, he says, learn as much as you can and minimize your interaction with negative people. His favorite quote is, character is what you do when no one is looking. Lover of meeting people, building relationships, and a semi-professional networker, owner of Capital Carpet and Services, whose tagline is, Life Happens, We Clean It Up. Please welcome to the Morning Fuel family, Butch Beckman. Hey, man. Good morning, Good to have you here. Good morning. morning Thank you morning. for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Talk to us a little bit more about your um, your genesis, your, your, your origin story on how you started uh, Capital Cleaning and well, Services, Carpet Cleaning. One of my dad's mottos was, and I... I've used this before, but I think it's pertinent here, is um, he always used to tell me that God writes straight with crooked lines, meaning you don't know where it's going to come from. You can have a plan, and you can think this is going to be the next step and the next step, and it never happens. So I I was working for a company next door doing business development. Um, Things were going pretty well, but I really, I was looking at my five-year future and where I was going to go, and it was a family business, so I was never going to be a general manager, and there was no really upward mobility. And uh, one of the people that, that that rented one of the spots below us in the in our uh, facility um, was a carpet cleaning company, and I had known her from other things, from networking and other events, and we, we were pretty good friends. And she um, shared with me that she was in desperate financial straits. She was going through a divorce. Um, she had a lot of things going on in her life, and she didn't know what to do. She wouldn't know how to keep the company afloat. Well, the company I worked for made an offer to buy her out, but it was really a low ball offer. So I thought about it and I prayed about it. And I uh, I came back and I, I made her a higher offer. I mean, it wasn't awesome, but it was, you know, more than what they were offering. And she accepted my offer. For a little while, I was kind of in, in outs with the, the company I left because they think I kind of went behind their back. But I don't look at it that way. I look at it as being called to, to something, you know, to, to do something else. And, uh, Anyway, so I bought it with my business partner, and um, 10 months later, I just ended up buying her out because her heart wasn't in it. Like I said, she'd been going through a divorce. She'd been doing the company for 14 years, and uh, i got to be honest with you, when, when we first split up, it was a little bit sour. There was a little bit of tension there, but it's come full circle now. Now we're good friends, and we talk periodically, and she's right. in, doing real estate now, and she's doing really well for herself and gave me the opportunity to to have my own company, that's kind of something I've always wanted to do and never thought I'd have the opportunity. Right, fantastic. And how long ago was that? That was September 2016 that I bought in with her and July of 2017 that I actually 
became my own owner. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Very cool. So, um, you mentioned your, your favorite thing to do, um, about your business and, and your favorite thing about your business is, is, uh, building something and being able to put your own stamp on it. What explain that a little bit to us. I, mean, so, I think I know, but mm-hmm, sure. But I, uh, I worked for a company for 12 years called enterprise rent a car. I'm sure everybody's familiar with that. I started in California and then transferred to Virginia back in 96, I believe. Anyway. Um, so, uh, I could transfer in 94. I think about it, but yeah, neither here nor there. So, but I, I, I've had a lot of management experience and I've really, even with enterprise, a little dirty secret. A lot of people don't know about enterprise rent a car is there's the largest hire of recent college graduates. They hire a ton of people fresh out of college and they have an excellent training program. So a lot of people pick enterprise people to go into other professions because of their strong training program. But the negative thing is the average length of employment at Enterprise Rent-A-Car is one year, eight months. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a real revolving High door. You work, uh, you work a lot of hours. you got to be prepared to wash cars in a, a suit and tie. And I just tell the story when I was in my last office when I was the manager of Hampton. We had 325 cars in our fleet. I had 15 employees. I had two satellites, which I think that's all great. But... But I'd have to get in on Monday mornings. I'd have to be there at 6.30 with two car preps. And I'd have my coat and tie hanging on a peg, and I'd be out there busting suds with the, with the other two car preps because right. we'd have 48 o'clock reservations. It's the only way we are going to be able to get it done. Right, wow. So, but um, I guess the I, I love the challenge of succeeding. I was blessed and benefited to have some really good people that work for me. And my six years as a manager with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, I won six exceptional achievement awards. And that's cool. only given to the top 15% of all offices in the country. And to win six of them in six years was pretty special. So I was, I was, that's one of my, don't bragging, but I'm just very happy that I was able to yeah. achieve that. So it kind of gave me my goal to drive and be better and build things. So Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So now being able to put that same energy and effort into your own business, is a, it's, it's got to be way, way better than doing that for somebody else. Exactly. Except you realize you, there's little things when you're in your own business owner that you don't think about. I was managing other offices in enterprise, but I had support staff. I had people behind me. I had people in accounting. I had right. people I could reach out to. I had lost control people if I had an accident in one of my rental cars. I had all these people to help support me. When you own your own small business, you're it. Yeah. There is no, yeah. you're the support. So you have to figure out. So there's a, you have to be, you know, what was it? They call it chief cook. Um, and bottle, bottle washer, washer yeah, yeah, you do everything. Yeah, that's right. Everything. And and if anything, if anything good happens, you know, you can be proud of that. And if anything bad happens, well, you have to own that too, right? Exactly. Yeah. One of my favorite lines from um, uh, uh, a movie regarding that is is from a Disney movie called A Bug's Life. Mm-hmm. And the the villain said this, but it's 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 true. That is, um, uh, first rule in leadership: everything's your fault. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what um uh, you you talked about calendar blocking. This is a big challenge that I have. Mm-hmm. The day gets away with me, and I haven't finished you know a couple projects mm-hmm. that I need to work on it because I spent too much time on on one. What's the secret to calendar blocking? Is there a secret to it, or what? What do you need to do? Well, my the main secret for me is, and thank you that I I digress in the sense is I do have a little bit of support staff. I mean, I have. A, Two wonderful office people that share time. One work. Anita works three days a week, and Michelle works two days a week. Okay, and I can rely on them to, to to help me block my calendar. So I mean, if okay. I'm somewhere and I'm setting up a biz chat, say with you and I from our our networking group, you know, I'll, I'll put it on my phone right then and there. I'll put it in the calendar so it's there, so I don't forget about it. Because if I wait 
life happens yeah. and then I forget about it. So I'll, but I'll, um, or if I'm on the road and it's not something I can't, you know, text and drive or whatever, I just call Anita or Michelle and say, can you put this on my calendar, blah, blah, blah. And they do it. And, and so, I mean, I guess that the secret for me is do it as soon as you know it needs to be done. Don't procrastinate. Get that done. Get it on the calendar so you can, oh, yeah, that's right. I have to I do this because the longer you wait, things happen and you get you get things, you start thinking about other stuff. And so it would be, be helpful for me then to as soon as I get that project or task to set up time specifically for that and don't do yeah. anything else during that time. Try to block that time as much yeah. as possible. Sometimes you have to tweak things. The other thing I do, the first thing I do every morning when I get into the office, I get there usually about 20 to 30 minutes before everybody else. I'll, I'll go through my morning to-do list. I'll look at it in the evening sometimes before I leave, and I, there's something I need to do tomorrow. I put it on the on the list. But mainly the first thing I do when I get in the morning, I'll put today's date, and I'll put you know how many different things do I need to go over. And oftentimes I'll play my list, and I think, well, this needs to be more important. I should move this up to that. And, right. But that way I can prioritize my list. And then if there's anything on there that I need to transfer to my calendar, I can do that too. Very good. Very good. Um, talk to us a little bit about minimizing your interaction with negative people. Well, I just, I mean, you talk to a lot of people. I, I, Used to say, I say this to my people. I said this when I was at Enterprise when I'd have meeting and meetings, and this is related to customers, and it's what I call the ninety-five percent rule. Ninety-five percent of your customers are going to be great to deal with. The other five percent are going to take up fifty percent of your time because they're so okay. negative and they got complaints. and And most of the time, it's not even a realistic thing. So you just have to deal with it and move on, and don't let it like like we used to say, water off a duck's back. So right, don't don't let it get to you. Don't give you anxiety or anything, just fix the problem and move on. And, and Take care of it quickly and exactly. get it out of the way. And, and and positive people kind of attract each other, I kind of think, in a sense. So sure. More so than negative people. And one of the things in life that I've learned is I had a, a roommate in college when I was in California, and he was negative, had a lot of anxiety. Life was keeping him down, and he... Uh, I, th- I thought, well, I'm going to be the bigger man. I'm going to invite him to move out of his parents' house. Come move in with me. I'm going to turn that frown upside down. I'm going to get him going positive. I'm going to be, you know, the guy that can help him out. So I lived with him in a year, with a year, and I for a year. And I woke up one morning and I thought to myself, why am I so negative? Oh, <laughs> and wow. instead, instead of me it being able to raise him up, you, right? he was pulling me down. Mm. So, and I and I learned from that. I go, you know, if you can help, help. But you know, sometimes you got to step out of the way and let life happen you can't help everybody sure mm-hmm. sure wow so now um i i really i became a reader sort of late in life mm-hmm. when i when i left high school i swore i'd never read another book i just mm-hmm. didn't like it i wasn't getting any i felt like i wasn't getting i know it's you know it's school textbooks you know mm-hmm. there's nothing really interesting there and then um uh got married my wife actually um uh had recommended to me a novel and i i was you know but but i read this book and it it was it was jurassic park Mm -hmm. i mean you know it was it was exciting it was sci-fi kind of stuff but you know i I, that kind of started me into reading and then um uh and then a little bit before that um i had i had really gotten into uh the church and around people that were reading success you know books and things like that so i was reading a lot of self-help and and whatnot uh, so books are important to me, and I know we get we get some nuggets out of books that really kind of meet us in a place, and and we we're, we remember them, and they kind of help us to kind of move forward. Um, you had mentioned a, a couple of of books.
books that you're currently reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is uh, from uh, Paycheck to Purpose by Ken Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there a nugget in there that you can share or something that kind of you know hit you while reading that book that, that can help us out? Well, um, honestly, I'm just getting started with that one. I The reason that turned me on to it is, and I talked to you before, one of my, uh, because I commute 45 miles each way every day. My company right. cars are Prius. So, so right, I, right. you know, 45, 50 miles a gallon. I don't, I'm all about taking care of the environment, but I'm more about taking care of my wallet, to be honest sure. with you. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, and one that I really enjoy is Brian Buffini. He he comes out every Tuesday. I'm waiting, like I was told you earlier, I, I listened to it on the way over today. But he had an interview with Ken Coleman. I'd never even heard of this guy. And uh, I found it was fascinating. I've actually listened to one of his podcasts now, but he's... I haven't really got into the book yet. I'm real, I'm anxious to it. It's, I'm in the middle of another one right now, but um, I'm going to read that next. But he, I picked the wrong book. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's lots of good books out there. So, but he's just the way you know how to how to make your your life and your goal and your job more of a purpose than just a job. So many people look at it as a nine to five. I'm going to get my paycheck. You know, nobody thinks. You know, am I living my dream, my best life? Is there anything that I can do to to change that? And that's kind of what he talks about: is how to get from just collecting a paycheck to having a purpose in your life, which is. What life is really all yeah, about. Sound, sounds like a good one. Mm-hmm, it is. Because we could live our whole life just collecting that paycheck, get to the end, and have so many regrets. Exactly. We didn't try to do that thing mm-hmm. and, you know, at least try. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, there's nothing worse than I wish I would have. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Well, um, before before I ask my last question, uh, where can uh, folks uh, meet you and, and, and get to know you better online? Um, well, you can always go to capitalcarpetandservices.com. Um, we're working on some stuff for our website. We're trying to update it and make it more t- just a better flow, basically, for lack of a better term. Right. Do you have somebody doing that for you? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. And um, I also, uh, I don't know, I do, if you're ever out and about, I do a ton of networking. I People ask me all the time where I get the best return on my investment. And uh, I said it's from my shoe leather. So. Gotcha. So just because people work with who they like and trust. Um, Courtney Bazell. Excuse me one second. Gotcha. I'll take a sip too. Cheers. Courtney Bazell Riley's a friend of mine. We used to do a lot of stuff together. Yeah, awesome lady. Mm-hmm. And she she taught me a few things. We used to do presentations together. But she that was her always things people work with who they like and trust. And you can't do that if you can't build the relationships. Right, right. Very cool, very cool. So last question, and that is, um, what does Butch Beckman, what what does uh, Capital Carpet and Services most need right now? Um, That's a good question. I save the good ones for last. Mm, um, We need to grow. We need to... We need to adjust. I'm doing a couple of things. I just promoted one of my people to be a production manager. Okay. So I can take some of the stuff on my plate and go out there and uh and build my uh build my business more. Um one other thing is um I don't live in fear, but uh but I thought it was ironic that um I was listening to the podcast today by Brian Buffini it was all about fear. And right. I, I thought it was, you know, how to overcome it and one of my favorite people, I think I've mentioned to you before, is Zig Ziglar. He passed away yeah. way back in 2012. But he say that fear was false evidence appearing real. Mm. But then he also said, um, um, he also said that um, um, fake everything and run is another one. 
or okay, I or, or, or face everything and rise. I kind of look okay. at it that way. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to rise to the next level, get to the next thing that's going to be that's going to be best for our company. And what that is exactly, I'm not sure. I need to get more vehicles in my fleet. I need to diversify. One of the things my former business partner and I disagreed on a lot was that she didn't want to leave Williamsburg. Or we're based out of Williamsburg. And I'm like, we're never going to really grow if we don't expand our horizons a little right, bit. Right, right, sure. So I wanted to reach out to that. One of the reasons I'm in the Peninsula 212 network mm-hmm. instead of Williamsburg is that I uh, I wanted to expand my horizons. I, I'd say about 75% of our business is in Williamsburg, and I wanted to get out and meet people outside right. of just my normal, from my comfort zone. Okay. So that's why I, I went to the Peninsula. So, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm it's sorry. All right. It's all right. So, but, um, and then also I helped get the, the one in Williamsburg started, so we're always trying to do more of that. Expanding now, just the more people you know, the more chances you can build relationships, sure. the more it's going to build your business, especially when you don't have a, a marketing budget like most of us have to be able to spend thousands of dollars on stuff. Right, right, gotcha. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it, just trying to get to the next level, one step at a time, you know, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. One bite so. at a time, that's right. Tasty, tasty elephants. Uh, exactly. All so. right, cool, man. Well, great, man. Thank you so much for sharing sharing your story mm-hmm. um, and uh, look forward to more. And uh, seeing Capital Carpet and Services grow. Thank you for having me. I You're really welcome, appreciate man. It. All right, John.